Welcome, Welcome to the Nightly Rant with your hosts, Mike and Toria. This is the show where we examine society from a sarcastic point of view. If you like insane conversations, this is definitely the show for you. Let's get into today's topic. YPN people, I don't know about you, but I love helping out a friend. That's why I want to shout out my friend Brian Little and his podcast, Your favorite blockhead. This is the only show that manages to weave together peanuts and MMA into one heck of an amazing podcast. You can find your favorite blockhead wherever your favorite podcasts reside and at yourfavoriteblockhead.com. Do me a huge favor and listen to Brian's show. You'll be entertained and you'll help out a friend. Now, as I said, let's get into today's topic. I posted an episode of Liberty Revealed on the Huntington Beach Community Voice. Why would you go and do such a thing? Because the person that was on the interview is a school board member there in Huntington Beach. And she's quite controversial because she's done some good things. And so, of course, as usual, when people do good things, people bash them and go after them. And she's very aggressive about getting stuff done but there is like this cult that bashes her and bashes her and bashes her they have a website called crooked and then her name dot com that's spectacular and when I commented that I can't believe you have a website dedicated to bashing a public official. One of the adults. Adults with a quotation mark? Yes. Who are actually children. Says to me, well, I guess you don't believe in the First Amendment rights and freedom of the press. Well, first of all, we don't even need to get into whether or not they're the press because they're not the press. They put up a blog to bash somebody. It doesn't make you press. That makes you an idiot. Right. It doesn't make you press at all. (laughs) But secondly, I didn't say they couldn't have the website. I said that I'm amazed that they have the time to have the website. And the other thing that I said to him was, well, if all these things are so terrible about her and if she's such an awful person, why aren't you out there campaigning against her? Because there's nothing to recall her for. You don't need to recall her. But he wants to get rid of her. She has to run for re-election in 2020. Campaign against her right now. Why don't you run against her if you think you're so awesome well, and she sucks so. so bad? But see, that's the problem is they're, they just want to talk crap. And so, like, first three reactions to it were the ha-ha-ha emoji. Those are the first three reactions uh-huh. to it. And then, like, somebody that I know from my campaign made a comment about how, oh, you just wait. The haters are going to come out in force. And it took about half a day. And then they just started coming out of the woodwork. And the comments were just so childish. Like one person was like, why are you stirring the pot? Really, I'm stirring the pot. You're the idiots who are in here bashing her. And I'm stirring the pot by promoting my podcast. (laughs) Oh, and by the way, she's one of those people who... Um, if you said, man, I'm really thirsty right now, would say, don't you call me thirsty. I'm not thirsty. Don't you call me thirsty. 
one of those people that doesn't really wow. hear what you have to say, but just reacts to it in just a negative way. Just picks out the one buzzword. They think it's about them. And has a shit fit about it. Right. And she's one of those people. And she also wow. tried to get me kicked out of the group by saying I don't live in Huntington Beach. But thankfully, I have an office in Huntington Beach for my business. And it's where my business is located. So they let me stay. Wow. But, like, how childish is that? Oh, I can't beat you, so I'll make sure that there's a geography issue and we'll get you kicked out. That's spectacular. And it was just, like, one thing after another after another like that with them. And the whole thing is that they're just children. They're a bunch of toddlers, I know. One guy was like, you know, well, she she lies about other people and makes up stories and blah, 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 blah. And I said, you know what? Here's why I, for, I first of all, I had her on my show. I've seen what goes on here and how you bash her. I know all about it. So I have proof of the lies that get told about her. I have no proof of lies that she's allegedly said. And I said, and then I ask myself. If a person, let's say the person's name is John. If John, if I've observed John, that every time this elected official makes a comment on Facebook, I see him bash her, say something bad about her, call her rude names, etc. If I see that every time, and I see that go on for months and months and months, and then all of a sudden one day, John says, she's li- she lied about me. Uh, she said that I came to her house and threatened her. Well, I never came to her house. She's lying about me. Why would I believe John? You wouldn't because John has no credibility. Exactly. Exactly. Poor John. And why would I believe said elected official? Because John has been a nasty a-hole towards this person the entire time. So why would it be such a stretch to imagine that John would show up at her house, which is public record, and threaten her? That's really unpleasant that people's houses are public record. Why 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 would it surprise me though? It wouldn't. And that's it wouldn't. Not and that's the entire one hundred percent point right there. Is that you got these bozos uh out there and then they're gonna make statements and they're gonna say, Well, see, she lied too. And the problem is it's no different than President Trump. He lies right to your face. And people say, Oh no, that's not what he meant. And what I don't what get and what I don't get is the press secretary that lies for him. Why? Yeah, I don't. I know. I don't know. But tell them to pound sand. But but back to the point. Why <laughs> they're just as bad as him? Well, yeah. And, and and they and then the little group of people when when John says that she's lying about him, they all take that at face value. They don't bother to check it out because they're kind of lemmings because they're children. Let's not forget they're little children. So the strongest, loudest one is going to lead the pack, and the rest are going to follow. And they just believe, they just believe whatever John says and they give John this tongue bath because, you know, John is the leader and he's harassing the person we hate. Sorry, you know what? Politically, and some man said this there. I loved this. Talk about, this is why I say, unless this person is a Jekyll and Hyde who completely changes from person to person, Mm -hmm. these people don't know what the bleep they're talking about. This man, literally, I'm going to summarize what he said real briefly. I'm not going to try to paraphrase or anything. I'm just going to summarize what he said. That he doesn't necessarily agree with anything that she says politically. Okay. Reasonable. He has a lot of differences with her on policy issues in the school district. Also reasonable. 
But every time he's had a difference that he's wanted to discuss with her, she has made herself extremely available, has listened to every concern that he said, has not treated him like dirt, and onward they move. So glowing recommendation. So you got a neutral person who neither is a whack job or a hater. Right. Saying that she acts the way she says she acts. Who do you believe? I'm sorry, but the evidence needs to be presented. It's easy for anyone to say things about people. We've experienced this very thing. Right? I was going to say, you know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of that dude at the libertarian thing that's harassing the chairperson for no good reason. Well, same situation. Yep. Or like the time that that lady tried to say, you know, of course you're going to back me up because I pay you. <laughs> like, <laughs> like just stating it as fact. So then later when she would say things that I knew weren't true and I'd say you're just stating that because that's what you feel like saying and you are a liar. Well, you know, you're just mad because, uh, you know, um, this, that or the other thing. And I do my research and I'm good at research. I'm like a detective. And I was like, yeah, and that's why you thought that I pay Toria. And that's why she supports me. Yeah. <laughs> Think again, bro. Think again. Think again. And that's how this that's how it looks like here. You know, you see the reasonable human being giving a glowing recommendation. And not only that, a reasonable human being who disagrees with this person on many, 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 many things. So it's not like he believes her on everything. He right? He's with her on everything except for like these three things. He's against her on everything except for these three things. Right. And then when he wants to talk to her, she talks. And like I've seen multiple times like I saw somebody post that they have proof um, that she had an affair and that's why she's getting a divorce and that it's in the divorce papers and it's public knowledge. And that you, so don't say I'm stalking her. So she said, oh, really? First, I'm going to tell you that none of that is true. Second, since you're claiming it's true, I will expect you to present the evidence right here in this thread. Wow. Now, come on. My first thought was, it's just like me when they were trying to say that the racetrack bought me. I'm like, okay, you guys want to say something stupid like that? You go right ahead. Because... It would take a lot more money than $2,000 to buy me. Right. A lot more. Like, I'm talking hundreds of millions. Like, you're talking a lot of money. A lot of money. Probably and more money than the race. She basically has. did the same thing I did. I was like, okay, so prove that I was bought. Show me your proof. Right. You're making a statement. Show me your proof. Right. She did the same thing. Crickets. Of course. Of course. It's always crickets. But yet, they want to say that she's this terrible, evil person who's done all this terrible, horrible shit. And so I made another point. First time she went ran for election, there was an incumbent and two new people. Want to know who won the election? There was two spots open. The two new people. So if she's so terrible, how'd she get elected in the first place? She had right. like 17,000 votes. He, the incumbent, had 10. <laughs> then this last time, she won by over 9,000 votes and had the most votes. So again, if she's so terrible and so horrible, why did she get reelected? Because so many again, people? just because those people are yelling the loudest 
does not make them right. But they think they are. Because well, they're, they're loud and obnoxious. Sorry. If you're listening. And you're one of those people. But you're a giant idiot. Well, but I don't know what it is about people and acting like that. Like, I posted something today about unsheltered homeless people. And the very first person to comment on it says that those numbers aren't right. That I just read an article that says we have um, a total of 7,000 and that only adds up to 3,600. It's how many unsheltered homeless. That is clearly going to be a smaller number than the total. I feel like the person you're referring to right now is a rant for a completely separate day. But it wasn't her. Really? It wasn't the one who made the initial comment. And yes, she is a rant for another day. I thought the whole entirety of the idiot was her. Oh. And then that person kind of got corrected. Solid. And they settled in. Um, But it's like, okay, example. A lady asked a question. And... She said, like, well, the reason they come here is because Buena Park is lenient on the homeless. Okay. And I said, actually, it's not Buena Park being lenient. It's Buena Park following the law. Court has said you can't enforce loitering laws and anti-camping ordinances if you don't have resources. And so until they have resources, they're not being lenient. They're following the law. Okay. You know what she says to me? So why do other cities, why why do cities like Cyprus and La Palma and Los Alamitos have so few homeless? And I said, I wonder. Because they have very few homeless. That's why. Like, Duh. that's the answer. Duh. It's not some sinister plan. It's not that they're so much better at, at dealing with it. It's just that the populations are way smaller, for one. Way smaller. I don't think the population of Los Alamitos, Cyprus, and La Palma combined is even half. You don't? Well, I think it's probably, probably closer to like 75%. Probably, probably half. But I don't think it's as big as here, those combined. I don't. I'm going to see. And But the point is, but the point is, it's like, why are we deflecting to a different issue? Right. And I said, well, but see, the problem is that that's not really true because Santa Ana has like over 900. Um, Anaheim has like 600. Lo- uh, Fullerton has 300. Huntington Beach has 300, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Costa Mesa has a lot. Irvine, Irvine, where people say there's no homeless, 121 unsheltered homeless. <laughs> that's not very many. It's outrageous, though. Like, anyway, it it comes down to what I'm getting at is that for some reason, people online, they just take conversations in whatever dang direction they feel like taking the conversation. And they don't bother to decide if that's logical or not. They just go there. Of course, because they're the people of the Internet. I was having... Um, I got into a discussion today about the hockey game with one of the libertarian friends we have. And some guy out of the blue chimes in and says, what do you know about sports, Mr. Double Chin? But you know what? I'm going to tell wow. you something. I could be 900 pounds. 
sports. Still know more about sports and than I that guy. And I still know more about sports than that guy. Because hmm. maybe, and I probably would, because if I weighed 900 pounds, the only thing I'd be able to do is watch TV. And there aren't enough good TV shows on. I'd know something about every single sport. Man, I could tell you about who won the last poker tournament because I would be watching it. I remember so, the last person who said something like that to me. So it's like, shut the up. I did the population math for you, by the way. Okay. So Cyprus, La Palma, and Los Alamitos together have 75,000 people. Cyprus having 50,000 of those 75,000 right. people. Right, super tiny. Buena Park is 83,000. See? So it's Buena. bigger than all three combined, but not exponentially. Right, and they have about a third of the homeless. Which a is third. reasonable. Which is reasonable. They're also wealthier cities. Yeah. By a lot. Oh, yeah. Especially Los Alamitos. Yeah. Like wealthier people. People who are exponentially less likely to become homeless. Well, yeah, I have a theory about that. I think that I think that you it's not that you're less likely to become homeless, as in you're not going to meet the same circumstances that other people meet. It's that you have a safety net. Right. There's always a family member willing to take you in, friends willing to help you out, etc. Right. And you don't have a destroyed credit rating. <coughs> All that good stuff. Like you have you have the benefits of having a better lifestyle before you had whatever circumstance would cause you to go homeless exactly and yeah. those numbers just make sense but people are just so like throwing in a stab at the at the dark stab in the dark you know throwing things at the wall and seeing what sticks you know i had a big discussion with somebody about housing first and she argues with me and 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 tells me she's not going to argue with me but keeps arguing with me that housing first won't work because you can't just give people a place to live because that doesn't fix their addiction problems. And I said, well, of course it doesn't. You have to have services that, that are there. Well, but they don't require them to go to those things. Well, of course they don't require them. You can't require somebody to go to rehab. Yeah. That would be a violation of their civil rights. Just like you can't force her to go do anything else like you could force her to go to the doctor if you shot thought she was a loon bag so a lady who's a licensed social worker and works with the homeless chimes in that's always helpful voice of reason she says <laughs> of course of course housing first advocates have wraparound services or it would be a miserable failure of course they have wraparound services and and it's required as a part of a part of being able to be in the um, housing that you participate to some degree, but nobody can force somebody to take drugs to, you know, the anti opiate drugs. Nobody can force people to take that. Nobody can force people to talk at therapy sessions. Nobody can force anybody to do anything. So participation could literally mean sitting there during a therapy session for the 50 minute hour and saying nothing. Do you want to know what happened last time society forced people to do things that that uh, they didn't they didn't like forced people to get help for things they didn't like lobotomies and shock therapy? Yeah. Like, come on now. Like, I'm not even comparing apples to oranges here. Society thought these people were crazy, so they locked them up and cut part of their brain out. No, you're right. And that's and that's the thing. Like, OK, you know me. I like to make fun of him, but I like him a lot. Dr. Drew. <laughs> okay, I think he's a very smart man. I respect his opinion. I don't think he's always right. I don't think he's always wrong. I just think he's, regardless of whether he's right or wrong, in my opinion, his thoughts are usually, I used to say always, 
usually really well thought out. Like, we're to so the bitter excited end. to see him in Politicon. But what does the dummy do? Oh, gosh. He's talking about how the solution to the homeless problem, and he's not wrong, this would solve it, is conservatorship. Where what? Conservatorship. Where a family member could sign saying, you know, this person's not capable of taking care of themselves. Or they could force the person to go before a judge, force them, by the way, and say they're not capable of taking care of themselves and basically commit them to mental health facility. Okay. okay? I can already see that we're going to have an argument about this because I can see you agree with that concept. But no. here's the problem. Oh, but you don't. Okay, try. good. Here's the problem. You can't. Well, what stops a crazy ex-wife from committing the ex-husband? They're technically relatives. What stops, for that matter, a crazy wife from committing a husband? What stops other relatives who just don't want to deal with you anymore and they know you're homeless from committing a relative? What stops the local city from deciding those 25 people over there are pain in our butt and all we do is hear a bunch of complaints from residents, so let's commit them all? I have to stop you. After my comment about lobotomies less than five minutes ago, you thought I would agree with Dr. Drew on this? Yeah, because conservatorship is different from lobotomy, ding dong. But they were still being forced to go into a mental health facility and undergo treatments that they didn't want. <laughs> well, but the whole point is like he wants, he thinks that's the solution. That's interesting. But let me ask you a question. If you weren't ready for help, but you had a severe mental problem, and I took you by the hand, and I led you to the mental health hospital. And I forced you to go inside. And I said, you're, you're not getting any more food unless you participate in this program. So you could oh, just sit dude. there and say nothing, right? Therapy session. I could go to therapy. Let's say we decided, you know, Mike needs therapy. He's got post-traumatic stress disorder or whatever. And Mike's saying, Mike doesn't really want to go to therapy. And you say, if you don't go to therapy, then I'm leaving. Uh -huh. You'd never do that, but let's say you did. <laughs> okay. You're not that kind of person. I'm not even a little bit. That's that a controlling kind of, kind of person. You're not that kind of person. So I, I go because I want you to stay. Okay. And the therapist, he, she, it starts talking to me. So tell me how things are. So you want to tell me about your day? That's how it would go for an hour. So I don't want to go, but I'm participating. I went, didn't I? That's participating. Yep. And guess what? Therapists can't tell you that I'm not talking. <laughs> right. The only exception to that is court ordered therapy yep. where they can, they do a report on if you actually actively participated. But that, but that's the whole point is you're participating. Right. You're there. You're doing what was requested. You could even do this. So, you want to tell me about your week? It was fine. So, how did that make you feel? Pretty angry. Dude, you could blatantly so what makes lie. You so, what makes you feel angry? A lot of things. Well, can you list some? No, not right now off the top of my head. Guess what? They got to report back to court. You were cooperating and you were participating. But really, were you? Come on. You weren't. You were just answering the questions with the bare minimum. Like when we were chatting with the scammer today. Yeah. All I answered was, yep, nope, never, nope, nope. But that's not the answer, conservatorship. You can't force people. 
And that's what the lady was saying. You cannot, you can require them to participate, but unfortunately you cannot force them to be good participants. Well, there, there, there's, okay. So I'm, even if, even if there were some people that conservatorship was, conservatorship was the answer for, because there are some people who are out there and who are like super mentally ill they don't know which foot is different from their hand. Like they are, they've just lost it completely. And their brother, sister, mother, father, son, daughter, committing them and getting them some help and getting them on the appropriate medications would probably change their life. But I would say that's probably five people out of all the homeless people in Orange County. So why should they all be subjected to that? How, who, who's going to pick out the five people who well, that would actually help? But tell me something. What do you see? And we, we see things differently. Like, we look at things differently. So you might not see this the same way, but so a person says, no, housing first, isn't going to work. Those people, you can't, they're just going to do their drugs and drinking in the bed instead of out on the street. So hold on though. What do you see wrong with that logic? Like what's the first glaring problem with that logic? You're assuming they all do drugs and drink. Exactly. But what do we know, the nationwide statistics and the most recent point in time count? 33%. Exactly. A third have that kind of problem. So what about the other 67% that don't have that problem? They shouldn't have an opportunity? Of course not. Because this person's an idiot. By the way, decided I thought they're was, all addicted. By the way, I thought it was kind of ironic that... 40% was a number the judge settled upon as people who don't want help. And the number that they counted for people who have addictions, which I would imagine those are going to be the people who most don't want help. Or afraid to take it. Or afraid to take it. We're 33%. That's interesting. I think that's interesting that the number was so close. But And even the chronically homeless, the ones who have been homeless on and off for at least a year at a time because they're fighting some disease or whatever – was 51%. Now, this is why I say 51% of the homeless have that as a problem. And then 33% of the homeless have a substance abuse issue. And I'm going to tell you that I think a percentage of the 51% is also in the 33%. I think they live in both places. But 51% have become homeless because they're fighting a debilitating disease what happened to they just chose the lifestyle? I mean, I think that's BS. Well, but then, question for you. Okay, so these people are saying they don't want homeless people to get supportive housing or assistance because they're drug addicts. <laughs> Yet these people are perfectly comfortable paying their taxes so that people who are on welfare can get housing and assistance but they're not required to be clean and sober you want me to blow your mind further i'm not sure your mind has ever actually you're gonna say duh when you hear this but i'm gonna almost guarantee you've never thought about it in this way people like to scream and yell when there's homeless discussions about how i do not approve of my tax dollars going to help those freeloaders they are freeloaders and i will not pay one more dime to 
house freeloaders. I will not help freeloaders with my tax dollars. I'm not doing it. Who do they think is funding those freeloaders currently? Who's paying for the police to go out there and check on them when needed? Who's paying for the fire rescue people to go out there and um, help them when they have a problem? Who's for them either way? Who's paying for their medical bills? Who's paying for their um, caseworker that has to go out and talk to them? We are the taxpayer, our dollars. So guess what? Would you rather your tax dollars go to keep them out on the street where they annoy the crap out of you personally? Every single day. Not saying they annoy me. They don't. But you know, apparently you don't like them. You call them freeloaders. Wouldn't it be better to house them somewhere? Get them off the street. and Maybe get them some help. And then here's something I want you to, to touch on. What do you think? Because we both know that this housing first model has been very successful all over the place. And one of the things that I've always read is that for some reason, when they're housed, people who previously didn't really want help for their addictions suddenly want help for their addictions what do you think it is that creates that change just by taking them off the street and putting them in a warm house think of the day in your life when you were the most stressed about money you probably would have done anything on that day to not feel that stress anymore i would think said people who are out on the streets who've obviously experienced that worst day and that was how they ended up probably will do almost anything to feel better and that's probably where their addiction comes from you have a very interesting concept there i would think that once you once you have somewhere stable you're not stressed out you're not going to get evicted provided you follow the rules and you know you can follow the rules that you're like okay i don't need this anymore this is making me feel shitty this is ruining parts of my life. I want to get rid of this now. What do people always say has to happen before someone will change? Rock bottom. You have to hit rock bottom, right? Huh? But then why is it that everybody always assumes that rock bottom means they're found on the ground, half dead, with a needle in their arm? Why do people assume that's rock bottom? Because couldn't, Because that would be their rock bottom. Yes, but couldn't rock bottom for somebody be... They've been homeless for two or three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine years. And some social worker comes and says, hey, yo, bro, we're we're trying to clean up the place. So there's these houses over here. You can live there, but you got to participate in the services program. So that's the step out of the bro goes, "Okay, I'm going to go there. But emotionally. Isn't it very possible that that became their rock bottom because they realized, holy crap, this right here, this my only chance off this street. This is it right here. Wouldn't that be rock bottom when you realize you're either taking this turn right here or you're done for good? I mean, that would be rock bottom, right? I would think the moment before you took the social worker's hand would be your rock bottom moment. That is like, the worst that it was. Yes, for you. because it's like for me, for me, ever since my divorce, I have struggled with my weight in a big way. And you know me. 
I don't judge people who are fat, skinny, whatever. They are what they are, okay? But my judgment is not aimed at them. People are who they are because of a lot of different reasons, and we don't know everything they've been through in their life, so there it is, right? Because I know, for me, I had gotten myself into decent shape. Now I'm fat, and I know I'm fat, and I own the fact that I'm fat. But what I, what I worry about, and it's the thing that it's starting to inspire me to fix that problem is I worry about having a stroke or a heart attack and surviving it and then being told, you have to change this, you have to change that, you have to exercise, you have to do that, otherwise you're going to die. I don't want that kind of pressure on myself. I don't want to hit that, which would be rock bottom for me. I don't want to go there. And that's my point. I think rock bottom is individual. It isn't, yes, rock bottom can be someone got arrested. Rock bottom could be they overdosed on drugs. But rock bottom could also be having the realization that if you don't take that person's hand and go into that house, you're screwed and you're never getting off the street. That's rock bottom. And I think that that's what people need to realize. The reason that they can go into these houses and work with the service providers and want to change because they're in the house, I think is twofold. Your self-esteem is better and your self-worth is better because you're in a place you can shower and be clean and you don't feel like an animal. But secondly, and more importantly, you've likely hit rock bottom and you don't ever want to go there again. And I think you're right. It's kind of like, You know, like when we talk about, oh, I would pay the two extra dollars for XYZ because it just tastes so much better. Uh They're the same exact thing, but that one over there is $2 more and it tastes better. I'm paying that, that extra $2. Well, it's the same, it's, it's the same kind of thing. They're willing to do more because they feel better about themselves. So they're willing to do more. They're willing to try harder. And that's what happens. You You've been listening to like all the business training that we've been doing lately, and all they talk about is how you have to get past this mental block, and you have to get past that mental block. And it's true. I think what human beings do is we talk ourselves out of things. In, we talk ourselves into things, and we talk ourselves out of things. And I think after a while of being out on that, I, I can't imagine. Like We have that lady that since I've lived here has lived in her car right around here. And I I have a lot of thoughts about that, okay? Everyone tells me how she has a really good job, but she just can't put together um, a deposit. Something about that doesn't sit right with me because, I don't know, if you made $5 an hour in the amount of time that she's been out there, she could have saved a deposit for an apartment. My guess. Because I do believe she has a job because... She's never ask, asking people for anything. Right. Like She clearly takes care of herself in her car-dwelling existence. My guess is there are other reasons she can't get an apartment and can't save up a deposit is what she tells people. Yeah, that's probably true. I mean, I didn't think about that, see? Because I'm cynical. Yeah. But I don't know. I think, I think that that issue is where people get lost on the housing thing is that they're expecting the rock bottom to be their rock bottom. And they're not understanding that the rock bottom is individual to that. That's a stupid comment. Individual to that individual, individual to that person. 
Right. So we're going to have more homeless talk in about two Episode. episodes. And on that episode, I'm going to debut. It's already been in the show notes for a little while. But I'm going to debut something you don't even know about. That is our rant mail. Rant mail? We have a voice number where people can leave a voicemail that I call a rant mail. And they can rant about us. They can rant about something that's been on the show. You they did can it. rant about anything. What's wrong with you? So You're going to let people rant at us. And then we can play it on the show. And just know, people, if you call, we get to choose whether we play it or not. You've given your permission by calling. And how nice we are to you after you call. So call in, call in when I give the number. And um, if you want to get the number earlier than the episode, send an email to info at yogispodcastnetwork.com. I wanted to give a shout out to um, your favorite blockhead. New show on our network. Check him out. Yourfavoriteblockhead.com. He's on all the different podcast platforms as your favorite blockhead. So look him up. I also want to give a shout out to my friend Abe Abdelhadi and The Bitter Truth. And, you know, look him up. Listen to his show. Um, you got a preview. The last episode, you got a preview of what he was like. He's a crazy, open. He's a lunatic. Uh, he's a crazy <laughs> guy who, like, says what he thinks, just like me. And I love it. And he and I are actually trying to uh, work out a, a show together. He's going to be on Liberty Revealed. Um, and then watch for It's Debatable. We just hired a host for It's Debatable. And we're going to get that sucker off the ground. So if you want to debate a topic, either side, Yogi's, Yogi's Podcast Network has a place for you. It's called It's Debatable. It's going to premiere on June the 1st, I believe, around that time period. The first week of June will be its premiere. And it will probably be a weekly show. Um, it might actually not be until July 1st, now that I think about it, because we talked about some logistics about that. But in any event, without going into detail, we need debaters. Don't make that joke. We need debaters who can come on and argue with each other in a nice way. Don't tell me what jokes I can make no and what jokes allowed. I can't make. No douche hats allowed. So, I think Parker's yawning, Yogi's snoring. Good night, everyone. Hasta la bye-bye. Thank you for listening to The Nightly Rant. If you enjoyed the show, please give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or Google Play. If you didn't enjoy the show, please just ignore that previous request for a rating. This has been a Yogi's Podcast Network production.